Disco rob a racetrack and whatever. <laughs> hey, welcome to the Review Review, a show where two small town dudes give you our big, dumb opinions. I'm Troy the Max Extreme. I'm listening to the washer go. <laughs> what a time to start that up while we're doing an intro to Who gives a, a shit? This is the fucking intro <laughs> to the goddamn Monday show. We probably have like 10 people listening to this thing. Who cares? Um, we're doing a flashback to Logan Lucky. Logan Lucky came out 2017. We reviewed this as one of the movies we may have missed in 2017. We're yep. doing it for this week because we're talking about unlikely criminals based off the mule. That's right. A little companion piece. Little companion. To Clint Eastwood's The Mule. Yeah. Uh, they're less racist than this, <laughs> even though they're from the South. Yeah. Um... <laughs> From what I remember, I think I enjoyed this movie. It wasn't too bad. Like, I uh, I went back, back and listened to our review, and I think the thing that I had the most problem with was just that so many of the scenarios in this just happened out of happenstance. Mm. But they tried to play it off as like a Ocean's Eleven I see. Type well, scenario. it was supposed to be like the Ocean 7-Eleven, right? That's what it was That's built right. as? That's right. You say that in this review, actually. Oh, my God. I my remember God. more than I thought. You are... So, you're Troy Stradamus. <laughs> uh, I haven't ever gone back to watch it since, but that doesn't mean I have ill will towards it or yeah. anything like that, but... Um, I'd be curious to what I say in this uh, full-on review right after I see I think you I included it. it as a uh, honorable mention when we talked about our best of 2017, which uh, is, is actually that... like the number five most listened to show that we have on our on our uh, podcast so far. Oh, really? The One of the best of? The 2017 one, yeah. 2018 is below that, <laughs> which shows how much people give a shit now. Oh, yeah. Um actually have gotten feedback on people like our best of episodes because they end up going a little long and they like just something to listen to during like, yeah. an entire work day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like our, like our, our, it doesn't go eight <laughs> hours, but uh, it's yeah. a good. Uh, it's like a good three and a half. Yeah. I mean, those, those Especially we get Dave the... on here where we're all we're all pretty long winded about what we like. Yeah. It's an end of the year blowout type deal. Yeah. It's a good one. But we're not talking about that. It's like the comedy episode. bang bang ten hour long episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't even imagine how he did that. Jesus. How? Go back and find that, everybody. <sighs> comedy bang bang doing a ten hour long episode. Insanity. Bluff. I know I think they put it on the feed and they were broken it up in between like two hour segments. Yeah, because they like I think it was like they wouldn't allow anything more than six hours or something. <laughs> I have no idea. Did you listen to all parts. that? I did. Holy shit, what a feat. Well, I had to break it into like nine parts because I was right. like, I would listen to it during work. Right. But yeah. It, they go the whole ten hours. It's insanity. My God. Same and energy level the whole way through? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh my no, God. That there are some more. parts where I was kind of waiting for them to end so they get to the next one. Great. But yeah. There you go. <laughs> Comedy Bang Bang, their 10th anniversary, 10 hour long episode. Check it out. But that's not this at all. We're that's talking not about this Logan Lucky. Lucky. <laughs> <laughs> Our dumbass tangents that we go on. <laughs> Um, speaking of dumbass tangents, JT, hmm. both you and I, 
I had a bit of a conversation yeah. uh, last week before we got done recording yeah. about maybe changing the Monday episode uh, to a little bit of something a little more personable. Yeah, like what's on our minds, like what's going on in our lives. Not always necessarily a review of anything, just kind of shooting the shit. Shooting the shit, yeah. Uh, so if you guys I'm want that, yeah. yeah, let us know. If you guys want that, let us know. Like if we if we do want to review something like Fast and Furious or whatever, like we'll do that, but... Like Since our off- apparently we're committed to it. Yeah. <laughs> we've, 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 we've locked in, but uh, yeah, unlike those off days where it's like we don't have anything else going on. Do you want us just to, just to talk just for the sake of talking? Yeah. Let us know. I think it'd be a, I think it'd be fun. All yeah. we got to do is like fill like a half an hour. We can bullshit that long we can, for dude, easy. We bullshit that without even trying. That's right. Let us know at ReviewReviewPod at gmail.com or hit us up at ReviewReviewPod yeah. on the tweeters. We can call it Tootum. <laughs> uh, that name is going to need some workshopping, but it, uh, it'll, it'll, it'll work for right now. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, that being said, enjoy our review of Logan Lucky in this flashback episode. Flashback! And we will see you next time. But to- until then. Toodaloo. Until then, <laughs> here's our review of Logan Lucky starting right now. Enjoy. So, August 18th, 2017. Yes. Year of our Lord. Logan Lucky dropped into theaters. With a budget of $29 million, domestically it only made $27.7 million. Yeah. Worldwide, 46 Point six million, uh, only averaging roughly uh, about sixteen million dollars, sixteen seventeen million dollars. Gotcha. But what news on that? Uh, after I get through the ratings, gotcha. Even with the maybe lower uh, movie turnout, <clears throat> Rotten Tomatoes has it at a ninety three percent fresh. Mm. Uh, IMDb has it at a 7.1 out of 10, yeah. and RogerEbert.com has it at a three and a half out of four stars. Ooh, high marks! Pretty high marks. Could be one of the best movies of 2017, maybe. <laughs> now, uh, I said, wait for after this because that. Uh, Steven Soderbergh mm-hmm. um, had complete control of Logan Lucky mm-hmm. um, of its distribution. Yes. It didn't go through any other distributor. He did it personally. Okay. And so with that, he also had almost the entire movie self-financed. And oh, so wow. any money that they made over the initial budget was all profit. Oh shit! So the fifteen million dollars, roughly, that it made over its initial budget, was a win. <laughs> so smart move. Oh yeah. I don't know what how Steven Soderbergh like decided to do that, but like it worked in his favor. Maybe he knew that like yeah, maybe it's not gonna catch on, but so I'll do this and this and this and this. Worked around a bunch. Hey. It's kind of like how uh, uh, Luke Besson did like Valerian. Like, I don't think a lot of people went out to go see it, but yeah. he also did, like, kind of the same thing where mm-hmm. 
He had it like a lot of it was through grants and shit. Mm-hmm. And then he also self financed a ton of it. So any mo- money that it made over its initial budget yeah. is all profit. Yeah. And it didn't didn't matter. So who knows? Even though I don't think they're gonna make another Valerian movie. Yeah. <laughs> Which I still kinda wanna check it out. Oh yeah. I I'm I it's in my queue. All right. I want to check it out for sure. Uh well, JT, what happened in Logan Lucky? Well, we follow the Logan family. Uh, I can't, can't remember their first names. I can't remember them either. But uh, played by Channing Tatum and Adam Driver. Mm-hmm. Adam Driver is a one-armed bartender or one-handed bartender. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Don't say one-armed. Don't get that mixed up. And uh, Channing Tatum has let go of his job uh, working at a racetrack where he's digging a hole or something. <laughs> I don't know right. what the hell they're doing with that. But uh, gets fired from his job and decides he's going to rob him. Yep. And he gets his brother on board. And uh, through a series of other contacts, including uh, Joe Bang, mm-hmm. played by... Uh, God damn it. What's his name? You'll get it. Come on. Dingle Craig. Yes. Okay, thank God. Uh, played by IM- Daniel Craig. I got the IMDb open right now. <laughs> played by Daniel Craig and the help of uh, Joe Bang's really stupid brothers. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, perform a heist on the Charlotte Motor Speedway. Yep. To possibly get a whole bunch of money. Yep. That's the. That's it. Even mm-hmm. in the movie itself, they refer to it as the Ocean's Seven Eleven. Yeah, I thought that was made up after the movie came out, but it's actually said in directly in the movie. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Which is funny because Steven Soderbergh directed Ocean's Eleven. I'm yeah. pretty sure he did. Oh yeah, 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 he did. So I was like, ah, look at that. That's why people were like excited when this came out because it's like, oh, he's doing Ocean's Eleven, but he's using rednecks. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so, spoiler free at first. Um, I thought this movie was pretty fun um except that i would say and i think this was a complaint of people who went to go see it when it came out yeah that the trailers made it seem more fast-paced yeah i want to say that was like one of the one of the things being said when the movie came out i can't quite remember yeah i I can see how people would get that mike my one complaint with it was that I feel like that I, I don't care if like a movie is like slower moving in the beginning and then kind of gets into it from there. Yeah. But I feel like with this movie in particular, like I feel like it's less slow moving and more like it kind of has like small bouts of ADD. Like it'll kind of go off in different directions where I'm like, you don't need to really need to go there, but all right, I guess I'll follow you and see where it goes. Yeah. And then it, then it just kind of turns into, Either it turns into nothing or it turns into something that's very insignificant to the rest of the of the plot. Yeah. Well, can you? Is there any thing like Seth MacFarlane? Oh yeah. See, like, <laughs> there's a lot of like weird cameos where it's like he wanted people in it, but then they're just like, oh, "I'll do it," but I don't, I can only be here on this day, and he's like, "All right, I'll make it work." Yeah. <laughs> See, I didn't mind that as much. I kind of like when they have, like, a big celebrity cameo. Yeah. But there's one near the end, and I don't know if it's considered as a spoiler or not, so I'll just save it for the spoiler section, that 
I was like, is it Hillary Swank? Yeah. Okay. I'll save that for later. All right. <laughs> yeah, hers was. Yeah, her thing kind of got felt like I kind of got crowbarred in at the end. Yeah. Well, like instead of having her, they could have just ended it a half hour earlier. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. So the movie was a little bit more slower going than I thought it was going to be, and then, but once I got to the heist stuff, I was really into it like when i got actually into doing yeah. the actual heists even though some of it there is because there's a lot of moving parts mm-hmm. to make all that happen yeah and i thought they were all working pretty copacetically i was like okay okay this is work this is pretty good and then um but it just took me a little bit to get into it like some of the family stuff that was introduced earlier in the movie oh excuse me earlier in the movie lord um I don't think all of it has, like, a big payoff to even have that set up. Kind of like what you were saying. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I didn't mind a lot of the family stuff. Like, the two, my two favorite people in the movie are definitely Adam Driver and Daniel Craig. Yeah. I think yeah. they're, like, the two best. Like, for some reason, I love listening to Adam Driver's character talk. Like, he has that, <laughs> that, that, that very slow drawl. Yeah. Where, like... He's got one of those like slow southern drawls where like even when he's happy he sounds kind of angry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I kind of like that too. Like I just I love that scene where like he's trying to convince him to do the heist and he's like well I wake up and I see this list you're trying to make about what you're going to do but then I look over and I see you burnt the bacon like I like. <laughs> like <laughs> yeah, that was one of my favorite parts. Like, it sounds like he's about to bitch about it, but then he just adds on, like I like. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Like, he just does shit like that all the time. Like, it's like, it's, he has like, he does like these small complaints throughout, but it's done in such a hilarious way. Where it's just like, well, geez, why'd you have to do it like that? <laughs> Uh, (laughs) this is also the third movie this year that uses the take me home country road song really yeah most and every movie that has used it has members of this cast yeah so (laughs) it has this movie used it yeah as like pretty like a significant song in the movie yeah. didn't guardians use it did guardians use it i don't know if guardians did or not but what's the song they played at the end of guardians i don't remember oh no that was that father son song i don't know if guardians i want to say guardians 2 used it in some way well you can look that up while i'm going over <gasps> what other um uh they also used it okay google <laughs> was Country Road Take Me Home in Guardians of the Galaxy 2? <laughs> no. I don't see it. Well. No duh. Alien Covenant had it. Yeah, and that's what I was going to say. Alien Covenant used it as a significant song in it because that's what drew them to that planet, which the one of the main... Uh, stars of that movie is in Logan Lucky as a nurse. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> and this move and this song also was in Kingsman Two, okay. which Channing Tatum 
was also in, mm. which used that as a significant portion when, spoilers, Merlin dies. <laughs> mm. So. Okay. I'll look out for that when I see it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, all of, like, that's a, just a weird song to have in three different movies this year. <laughs> yeah. That all had to be in production around the around the same time. Yeah. Weird. I like the song still, so. It's a good song. Let me see like John it. Denver. I, I sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, that's uh, pretty much all I got to say. I would, I would recommend seeing this. Yeah, movie. I, I'd say it's, <clears throat> it's a little slower moving, but I mean, I had fun with it. I mean, go ahead and rent it. You can yeah. rent it now. Yeah, go ahead and rent it. That's how we got it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's on Amazon streaming if you want to get that, or you can just buy it. I yeah. Think. So go for it. But yeah, I would, I would, uh, yeah, I would recommend seeing it. I think you'll have a good time. If you like a heist flick, I think yeah. you won't be disappointed in this. No, yeah. And with like the simple minded people in it, it makes it a little goofier and more fun. Mm-hmm. And also there's a bug on your shoulder. <laughs> it's a box elder bug. It's okay. Get out of here. Box elder bugs. You're getting too cold. Coming out of hiding. Yep. They're looking for warmth. <laughs> Looking for shelter, Troy. Your warm heart. It drew him towards you <laughs> and your inner glow. All right, that's enough. <laughs> uh, so, anything you want to say spoilery about this? Because I do. Well, I will let you go ahead and then I will build off of your spoilery thingies. This movie tried to end like three times. Yeah. And that's like what I was talking about with the Hillary Swank stuff. Mm-hmm. I didn't mind like if she just cameoed in the movie. Yeah. I was like, oh, you're going to come in like right at the end and you're like this big actress. Like yeah. fun. Like I think that's <laughs> fun when they do that. Yeah. Like when Matt Damon shows up in every movie. <laughs> like, I, think yeah. it's, I think it's fun. <laughs> but uh, then instead of ending like right after the heist and like when he goes to like the... Uh, like when he and when you think he left all the gave all the money back or whatever, yeah. And he goes to like the the pageant where she sings like "Country Road, Take Me Home." I was like, oh, yeah. this is the end. Yeah. But then it doesn't end there. Hillary Swank comes in as like an FBI agent and like surveys this whole thing that goes down. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was kind of gonna be a thing where like, oh yeah, just a little cameo and it takes like five minutes and it wraps it up. It's like we couldn't figure out who did it. They they got away. <laughs> It's just me. Oh, we're dumb. <laughs> I would have been okay with that or whatever. It's funny because I watched this movie throughout the course of the day today, like when I first woke up and then when I was on my lunch break. And when I watched on my lunch break, I had 10 minutes left before I had to turn off and go to work. So I watched the last 10 minutes when I got off work and I was like, holy shit, a lot happens in those last 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it does. <laughs> and then... After that, when do you think it's going to end there? Then you realize that they did keep the money and they shysted the dumb brothers out of the money. Yeah. And you're like, oh, then it's going to end here. And then it goes on again <laughs> to like a bar scene where it wraps everything all up. Yeah. And then Hillary Swank is sitting at the bar. Yeah. And I'm like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> end the fucking movie. What do you think this is? Fucking Lord of the Rings? <laughs> Jesus. But uh, I think. But I like that where like she showed up and then like they pan back and then it's fucking Adam Driver's fake arm that got stuck in the machine holding the beer in the back where it's like oh she knows yeah well she was on to him the whole time and she thinks yeah. something's fishy 
And I, I, I didn't catch this. I had to, I, it was like IMDB trivia that, um, reminded me of it. But in the beginning, Adam driver says like the Logan luck, like anytime something good is happening, yep. it ends up t- shit in the bed or whatever. Yeah. So now that they did end up getting all this money and everybody's happy, unbeknownst to them, yep. there's someone's gonna come Hillary Swank there, like yep. I'm on to you bitches, and then mm-hmm. the movie ends. Which I thought was like, okay, that's pretty smart in retrospect yeah. now that I see yeah. that. Like they're good at what they do, but then in the end there's always gonna be something that makes the shoe drop where they get fucked over. Right. Regardless. Right. Um but other than that, I really, besides like it's kind of slow moving once it gets into the heist, I was really enjoying it. Yeah. But I was, if it did end with like him not like taking any of the money, I was like, what the fuck? I know. Like it felt like he did it for no reason too. Like he just right. parked the truck and left. And I'm like, I didn't see any sign of you even thinking about giving up the money. Like right. that it wasn't even like a big like reveal for me where it's like oh shit he didn't give up the money after all or i was like no i kind of figured he kept something yeah so that whole thing where like they couldn't keep track of the money that they lost right because they knocked out the credit card machine right but i also want to get into that because like so like the big twist in the in the end is that uh they were pretty much uh daniel craig forces them to use his his dimwit brothers in the heist right so they try and find ways to fit him in in there, and then the big reveal at the end is that everything they gave him to do was kind of like use like a pointless thing, so they could, they could do the heist themselves and then make them feel important. Right. But uh, they did have a job they had to do that was important though, because they had to blow up the credit like the transformer right. for the credit card machines. Because they didn't do that, then it would have been kind of fucked. Right. Yeah, everyone needed to be where they needed to be in it for this to yeah. work. But the fact that he included them was kind of goes beyond. You don't leave any, you don't leave anything in play that's going to fuck up your plan. And those two were definitely fuck ups. Yeah. So, but so then that that was why the whole reveal of like, oh, so we made sure that even if they fucked up, like we would still have done the the job. Right. But. They still had that important job where they had to knock out that transformer to knock out the credit card machines. So he did trust them, even though they showed the end, like, he never trusted them. Like, no, he did. He had to trust them for this, though. Yeah. Like, if they would have revealed, like, oh, that was just to, like, we we had that all planned all along that this was going to blow up, but we gave him this thing to make him feel important. Yeah, I would have liked that, but no, if they would have fucked that up, then... Your plan would have been fucked altogether. Yeah. Because they would have been able to count the money, and then, so they would have known they would have stolen from them. Right. And people would have used credit cards, so you wouldn't have got as much money. Right. Yeah. It did hinge on that. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, I, I guess that wouldn't be, like, a huge... like I guess that one's not, like, a deal breaker to me, because I guess, in my mind, somebody else could have gone and done it. Because they needed that to get started. So if they just... It didn't start then they're like well i guess we go home <laughs> like yeah but uh, yeah i don't know Cause yeah don't... maybe yeah yeah i could probably see that then but because like going through this like it felt like he was like hinge like he was trusting those brothers way too much and it felt like like a very like it was something like a 
small little tick in their plan where I'm like, why are you trusting these guys so much with so much stuff? <laughs> like you're talking like you're like you're so smart, but then you have these these dimwits like working for you. But then at the end when they showed that like everything they were doing was like <laughs> around like behind their backs <laughs> being like I yeah, really enjoyed that. Yeah, they were like like oh they're way too dumb. There's no way in fuck we're trusting them with anything. Right. Like even send them off with like a bunch of like they sent them off with money, but then they like collected a whole bunch of money behind their back so they can keep that and then like get caught with that shit later. Right. I didn't find like their whole thing like really I guess like that uh damning, I I suppose. Like like none of their stuff was like overly complicated. What I thought was overly complicated was the, the prison heist. That was like or the prison escape and then re-entry. Yeah, there was a lot, a lot of moving parts in that. that there, had to and make there was that a lot work. of like luck hinging on that also because they do like a whole thing where they almost had to count on the warden being so hard-headed, right? Because there's no way that once that riot started, he wouldn't have called help to just like break it up, right? Which they could have easily have done, and then all then they wouldn't be able to get back in because their whole thing of getting back in was setting off the fire alarm so they could ride the fire trucks into the prison. Right. And just the fact that, like, uh, Adam Driver <laughs> had to, like, get to prison for some reason? Why did he have to get to prison? Well, he was working with, uh, he was working with Daniel Craig to, uh, like, work out the plan of what they were going to do inside. Because they couldn't, they couldn't talk when they were, uh, out in the, like at those tables or whatever because right. the cops are watching him so he was working out the plan with him oh, yeah, inside I yeah yeah i guess you're right but then like their plan was like they make like a slight reference to the water in that county like makes you sick yeah and so like daniel craig like downs a bunch of water in that workroom <laughs> yeah. to like hopefully make him sick so he goes ends up puking on the warden's shoes to go to the nurse yeah for then the whole inmates in the cafeteria start a fight so they lock down the prison so that he could get away from the nurse to go escape from the bathroom yeah which how did he know that behind that paper towel dispenser you could get out yeah <laughs> and then he ends up escaping and then ends up coming back to the fire department and then just ending up back in the bed and the nurse is like there like Oh, you, did you have a good nap or whatever it was? Yeah. It's like that had a lot of moving parts to it that. Yeah. It was fun, but it, like it could any thread yeah. pulled on that could fuck it yeah, all like, up. The thing I like about like Ocean's Eleven is like it feels like it like the whole thing is like all thought out and very planned out where like even when it, it feels like there's like cogs in the machine starting to fall apart like that was part of the plan all along right and they make it make sense like in this it felt like there was a lot of luck and just like people's motivations that they were not ex that there's no way in hell they could have expected right that helped them throughout it like the warden being so hard-headed that he was like no we don't need help we'll just wait it out and then with them like lighting the fire to like set the fire alarm off there he was like Oh, I guess better call the fire department. I was yeah. like, so why are you changing your mind on this but not changing your mind on the fact <laughs> that you needed help with this riot earlier? Yeah. Like, it was just, like, weird motivational things like that. Like, it it was way too convenient for their plan to come together. Yeah. And even to the point where uh, Channing Tatum's character, 
Like, he didn't pay his phone for, like, three months, so they couldn't track his cell phone because they shut it off. Yeah. Like, it, he didn't pay it, so they shut off his cell phone. Yeah. So the FBI was like, well, track that guy's phone. Oh, he didn't pay the bill, so he couldn't track it because it wasn't yeah. on. It's like, that's lucky. And then at the end when he did it, at the end when he did it again to see when they would stop t- tapping his phone, yeah. he stopped paying his phone bill, and he's like, yeah, it stayed on for, like, another month, and then it went off, so then I figured they weren't tapping my phone anymore. <laughs> I was like... Did you, like, does, doesn't Adam Driver, like, make note of that? Like, well, that's kind of lucky. Yeah. Or whatever. And he's like, yeah. Or did you come up with that yourself? Yeah. It's like, oh, all right. That's, that's something I would have never thought of. Yeah. But I, I didn't mind that. I didn't like, mind was, that so much yeah. either. But it is just, like, another thing of, like, coincidence and luck. Yeah. You know what I mean? Which I guess plays into the title of the movie. Like, oh, yeah. Logan Lucky or whatever. Yeah. But... Like they're like it's a thing where like they fall into happenstance and they're able to pull off these heists and they're really good at it, but in the, in the end it all unravels with like one small thing. Right, right. Um, I don't think I have much of anything else. Like once the heist starts going, there's not like that many spoiler things in it. So yeah, they end up do getting the money in it, but. Yeah, well, like I said before, like, when they shows, like, when the brothers are off, like, the dumb-dumb brothers are off doing whatever, and it yeah. shows, like, all the shit that was happening when they were, like, out of the picture and, like, all the money that went to the garbage, which there's another guy on the inside that was a garbage truck driver who had yeah. to dig it up at a junkyard or whatever, and then they took the money, and it's like, that was pretty smart. Yeah. I like that. That was fun. There was that... <sighs> That whole weird side story with fucking Winter Soldier and uh, Seth MacFarlane was, it came out of nowhere. Like, I had no idea where they were going with it. Yeah. Because they they just cut to, like, the race car, like, the the race car, like, commentary team, like, talking about this one particular race car driver. And they're like, let's go into a story about his life. Yeah. And they go into it, I'm like, what the fuck are they doing right now? And they yeah. go on about, like, <laughs> Sebastian Stan's character and about how, like, he's keeping his body 100%, like, toxin-free and, right. like, doing yoga and shit and, like, yeah. treats his body like a machine and all this stuff. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. Like, what are, you, what are you going on about? Yeah. And then they cut to, like, his pit crew and Seth MacFarlane plays, like, his, like, the head of his pit crew or, like, the, the lead fucking advertiser for like the his sponsor drink. or yeah. energy drink and he like he makes him drink some of it and then like he's like oh, my body's shutting down and then he fucking crashes <laughs> yeah which causes him to like not point out uh adam driver's character because adam driver and his brother got into a fight with him in the beginning yeah yeah i i like it was such a it was such a weird off the cuff subplot that only made up like that made up like maybe a 10 second thing in the whole movie. Yeah. Like we had to watch like three or four minutes of shit for this like 10 second scene of like, Oh shit. Something like is going to point him out. Oh no. But his race car driver (laughs) friend is not going to do it because he's pissed at him because he made him drink an energy drink. I think it was more than three or four minutes too. Cause like you have to like set it up where Seth MacFarlane came to the bar first yeah, and talked to Channing Tatum and then I'm driver. And then they like light his car on fire. That's like five minutes almost itself. Yeah. And then like they set up more with Sebastian Stan 
for that part to work. Yeah. It's like probably there's so much seven, yeah. eight, nine minutes are dedicated yeah, to there's just like a, a ten second yeah, payoff. There's a big chunk of this movie all set on like <laughs> Seth MacFarlane and Sebastian Stan and their relationship and how it correlates with this. That's like only amounts to a a small false thing of like, oh, Seth MacFarlane recognizes Adam Driver, but no one believes him because the race car driver guys pissed at him and said that he didn't see them to fuck over Seth MacFarlane. Right. The end. That was all that that's was it. part of that. Yeah, that was it. that was the whole thing of that. Yeah. Like, but I did like the Sebastian Stan parts, the whole like interview thing with him, where he's like, yeah. my body is like a machine. And I'm like, yeah. I kind of like this for like whatever he's reason. He's doing like, this weird yoga, <laughs> and Seth MacFarlane has this weird Australian accent for no reason. I couldn't place what accent he was trying to do at all i was like what the fuck where is this guy from and he is like the world's worst like jerry yeah. curl haircut like it took me like five like, like a good five minutes before i'm like that's seth mcfarlane <laughs> like he just had this weird wig and this weird wig and shitty facial hair and he, like, then like vanished into his role he's such a good actor yeah but it just seemed like this, who's this weird fuck and then you're just like Oh, yeah. He kind of sounds like an Australian Brian. It's definitely <laughs> Seth MacFarlane. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, shit. Well, that's good. I don't know. You got anything else to say about um, Logan Lucky? I don't know. Like, in the beginning, I was kind of a fan of Channing Tatum and his daughter's relationship. Like, when they were, yeah. like, kind of going back and forth with each other. Uh-huh. Like, I was kind of on... I was kind of a fan of that. I, I liked him and his relationship with his daughter. Yeah. I just... I couldn't follow... Who was the girl at the hair salon? Is that his sister? That's his sister. Fuck. Because, like, for whatever reason, I couldn't place, like, how she was related to Channing Tatum. I was like, is that Channing Tatum's girlfriend? And then Katie Holmes is his ex-wife. And then Roy from The Office is, like, (laughs) her new husband or something? Yeah, that's Katie Holmes' Holmes husband. Yeah. Or boyfriend, or I don't know who it is. But it's so weird because it makes... They did something with Katie Holmes. It was, she had like one of those deals too, where she was like, "I can't do a lot of filming for this movie," so it's like, "All right, just show up when you can." So they did like two cameos with her, where she's supposed to be like the mom who's taking care of this kid, right? But like she's not on there, and they try and portray Channing Tatum as an absentee father, where it's like he's too busy working to be able to take care of his daughter. So like the one that's taking care of the daughter the most is his sister. Yeah, where it's like, "Bro, your fucking parents." <laughs> Like, your mom's off doing God knows what. Your dad is off doing whatever. All you're being taken care of is your, your like, your aunt or the fucking boyfriend of your mom who's, like, too obsessed with his cars <laughs> or going to see the new Furious, the, the Fast Furious movie. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh... I, I also uh, heard that uh, Katie Holmes was a last-minute like replacement for who was going to be in this movie because Katherine Heigl was supposed to be in oh. as that role, but she got pregnant and couldn't do it for whatever reason. Gotcha. Being yeah, pregnant. It, yeah. Because <laughs> it felt like a role where it's like, I feel like you should be doing more in this, but it's like... But then when you think about like what else would she would have done? Yeah, yeah, exactly. But it's like every scene... Like every scene where like the daughter that the daughter's in, like the mom's not there. Like it seems like that one scene where that she's there. Like it seems like the mom's there for more than the dad is, but like she's in it less than the dad is. So then you're like, so who's your 
Who's your parents? <laughs> like, who's taking care of you? Yeah. And anytime do you see Katie Holmes here, you're just like, ugh. Because I, <laughs> I am. Yeah, I don't, I don't care. <laughs> like, she answered the door, and I was like, ah, oh, really? God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's just so many roles where it's just like, they don't really... Catherine Watterson's character, she just shows up for like five seconds and flirts with Channing Tatum. Yeah. And then he's just like, oh, I like her. I'm gonna give her a shit ton of money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, I I like, I guess when like bigger actors like just do small roles like stuff like that. So yeah. like, I always think that's kind of cool. Or but, the, uh, the, the, the bank employee whose birthday got ruined. Like, how did he know that she ruined her birthday and it was like able to give her a bunch of money? I don't know. Pull too many threads, this movie falls apart. I know. It's just, there's so many things where it's like, like, why is she, why is he giving her, like, how does he know her? Like, all, all, the only scenes you see her in is when she's like, everything that they do, they're doing with their plan is fucking up her life because she's, all she wants to do is celebrate her birthday. And they're like blowing cockroaches on her birthday cake and shit. And like, everything they're doing is fucking up her life. And then at the end, she gets a big duffel bag full of money. I'm like, how'd you know she existed? Yeah. She would have probably been that happy if she just got more cake. Yeah. Yeah, let's just pan down and show a, br- a duffel duffel bag full of cake. <laughs> She's like, yay. Oh, my God. Fun. <laughs> <laughs> it's confetti cake. I'm having fun. Uh, but, yeah, that that's good. I like that it was said in, like, West Virginia. I had, like, a, a southern... Like, yeah, drawl to the whole movie. Oh yeah, thought, oh yeah, that was fun. I know when I worked those wrestling shows, like more closer to Southern Illinois, like everyone talks like that. Oh really? Yeah, like Illinois is a weird fucking state. Like yeah, you get is. past a certain point, and you go from like how we talk to talking like this. <laughs> it's like I noticed that it's it's all over the place, and then you get in, like Chicago, and they have their own thing going. Oh on. yeah, yeah. It's like, it's what like, is happening? Yeah, here. Illinois is a weird fucking state. <laughs> Not that we're from here. Or wherever we are. Who knows? <laughs> uh, but that's pretty much all I got to say about Logan Lucky. Oh, yeah. Um, I do recommend seeing it. Like, purchase it. I don't know. Maybe not. Yeah. It is a good... Like, I like it, but I don't see, like, as much replay value in it. Yeah. Like, once... Like, that's how it is for almost, like, any heist movie, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like, once, like... You see how the inner workings went. You're like, oh, all right, <laughs> cool. <laughs> well, yep. I won't watch that again. And you throw the DVD behind you or whatever it is. <laughs> yeah. You skeet shoot it. <laughs> <Yeah>. Pull. <laughs> Dust your hands of it. But uh, I don't know. For me, probably not ever going to watch this again. I would still probably give it like a solid B. Yeah, I'll give it a B. It like was, I had fun enough with it as it was. Yeah, it 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 was good. It, it held my attention once it started to really get and get going. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It just was kind of slow moving and was it was fine. It was a solid flick. Yeah. Is it gonna make your list? No spoilers. <gasps> we'll see. Oh no. <laughs> All right. Solid B. Sweet deal, JT. Hey, thanks for listening. If you want to join us on social media, do so at Review Review Pod on Twitter. If you happen to be a Facebooker, do that uh, at Review Review Pod on Facebook. Uh, 
you can find us at our host site at reviewreviewpod.podbean.com. But you don't have to listen to just there. We are also on a multitude of platforms such as Google Podcasts, Alexa Devices, Stitcher, and Apple Podcasts. If you happen to be an Apple user, rate and review us there, because if you like the show, that helps other people find the show as well. If you want to write in, do so at reviewreviewpod at gmail.com. Thanks for listening again. We'll see you next time. And we're off. <laughs>